It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So blessed and glad that you've chosen to join us today. Uh, This is the show where you call in and we talk about things pertaining to life and godliness. We pray together. We seek God's word for answers together. And the way the show works is you need to call 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. This number works uh, here in Colorado, also on the East Coast. If so, if you're listening in on Hope FM, uh, you can call us, 303 is the area code, 690-3000. You can just put that into your phone so that you won't have to remember it again. Uh, you can just get something on your mind. You can just call at this hour, 303-690-3000, or you can text me at 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897, and when we don't have a lot of phone calls coming in, we turn to the we turn to the text line and would love for you to call us. 303-690-3000. And give me a call. You're listening to Calvary Live on Grace FM and Hope FM radio networks. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. And uh, lots of great things are happening here uh, at Calvary in Aurora. One of them is our upcoming Love and Respect Marriage Conference. Uh, This is a conference where Dr. Emerson and his wife Sarah Egrich will be here live uh, encouraging us and teaching us on the topic of marriage, but here's the deal. It is not just for marriages. If you're single, you are welcome to come. If you're engaged, you're welcome to come. If you're married, you're welcome to come. If you're in the midst of a divorce, and you are welcome to come. We want you to be equipped and encouraged. It is not, we've been calling it a marriage conference because it is, the topic is marriage, but it is not limited to marriage. It is not limited to marriage, and you are invited. If you want more information on that, go to our website, calvaryaurora.org slash love and respect. That's love, A-N-D, respect. And uh, we all the information, registration information is available. 303-690-3000 is the number we are processing your calls right now, so be please be patient with us. While we wait for the calls to be processed, let's read today's let's read today's edition of Besides Still Waters, devotional by Charles Spurgeon. It's taken from 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 9. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength no man shall prevail. And the title of the devotional is, I lost it here, he will guard our feet. And here it is. The way is slippery and our feet are feeble, but the Lord will guard our steps. 
if we give ourselves by obedient faith to be his holy ones, he himself will be our guardian. Not only will he give his angels charge to keep us, Psalm 91, 11, but he himself will preserve our way. He will guard our feet from falling, that we do not stain our garments, wound our souls, or cause the enemy to blaspheme. He will guard our feet from wandering, so we do not go to paths of error, ways of folly, or courses of the world's customs, Psalm 32, 8. He will guard our feet from swelling due to weariness, blistering, or the roughness of the length of the way, Deuteronomy 8.4. He will guard our feet from being cut, and our shoes with, will be iron and bronze, Deuteronomy 33.25. Even if we step on swords or on deadly serpents, we will not bleed, nor will we be poisoned, Mark 16.18. He will also pluck our feet out of the net, he will not be enta- we will not be entangled by the deceit of our malicious and crafty foes. With such a promise as this, let us run without weariness and walk without fear. He who guards our feet will do it effectively. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. 303-690-3000. Let's go to the full phone lines. Desiree from Thornton, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Hi, welcome to the program. Um, I was calling and I was asking about um, suicide. Okay. If you commit suicide, do you go to hell? Well, it depends on it depends on the situation. Are you suicidal right now? Oh no, 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 not me. Okay. I just um, I have a, a nephew that has a friend that committed suicide, and um, it just bugs us all because. The kid was a beautiful kid, and yes. it just surprised us that he took his life. And, um, and my nephew, he does know the Bible, and he's like, um, he went to hell because he took his own life. And um, I, I don't, I don't, I told him I don't know God's forgiving, but I can't answer him that. Well, let's think through a couple things. First of all, let's address anyone that's listening that. They might be having some suicidal thoughts. Uh, with the answer to this question, don't in any way allow it to encourage you towards suicide. Because if you're thinking about suicide right now, ask for help. Please ask for help because, you know, you're thinking right now that things are hopeless and things are dark. And, and suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And there's a lot of people that would love to encourage you and love to help you and help you work through this particular painful situation. So if you're listening in right now, and that's your your thought pattern right now, is includes suicide, please, please ask for help. Now to the general question that you ask, the Bible is very clear that God will not judge us on our last act on earth. Uh, isn't that good news that you're not judged on the last thing you do before you die? Yes. You know, because we could we could think a bad thought, we could... Um, you know, say a bad word, blaspheme God. We could do a lot of things the second before we uh, enter in into eternity. And God doesn't judge man on the last act that he commits before he dies. God judges man through his son, Jesus Christ. So everything related to the question with your friend is going to be directly related to whether he was a true believer or not. And as a true believer, unfortunately, even true believers get to deep, deep, dark, difficult times, and unfortunately some choose to to end their life, Uh, but God is not going to judge them because of their choice to end their life. God is going to judge them by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
that sounds that that makes me feel a lot better. That and Pastor, I was going to ask, um, could you just pray over my family? And I'm just so grateful. Um, we were living in Carmer City, and we lived in a really horrible, broken down home. Yeah. But um, I was appreciated with everything that the Lord blessed me with. I, I don't like to ask and pray for anything because the Lord knows what I need. But um, we were blessed. Um, me and my husband were buying a home, and we moved into our home now. And um, I'm just so thankful. And That's awesome. Just want to, you know, ask if you could pray over us and keep us strong or walk strong, you know. A prayer. A prayer, please. God, I pray for my sister as you have opened a door for a uh, big change in her life and, and you've opened a door for, for big uh, blessings and given her a home to live in Lord and uh, an opportunity to, to praise your name for that. And, and so we want to thank you together. We want to, we want to express our thanksgiving and our appreciation for your faithfulness in this opportunity, Lord. And I know others are listening in wanting uh, to see some things happening in their life, that they continue to pray. And, and the answer hasn't come as quick as it has for my sister. Uh, but please, Lord, um, we do ask for you to act and to hear our cries and to meet us where we are and to encourage us with an answer that's confirmed uh, coming from you, Lord, that your will be done, not ours on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Okay. God bless you, sister. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You guys listening on the East Coast, give us a call. Call right now. Uh, we got an open line. Uh, well, it was open. <laughs> so whenever you hear a call drop, that means there's an open line. I would love to hear from you if you're, if you're on the East Coast. Of course, you guys here in Colorado, you've been listening. In Wyoming, you've been listening for a while uh, to Calvary Live. But we've got a brand new audience joining us from Maryland, from Pennsylvania, uh, from New Jersey. Uh, so we're, we're grateful to have you guys on board and would love to hear from you. We're going to move on to line number two, a Spencer from Denver. Spencer, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you today? I'm good, bro. Hey, I just wanted to call in to, uh, with a praise report on how, how good and faithful the Lord has been in my life. And um, Last year in 2016, I, I basically lost everything, uh, lost my house, lost my wife, lost my business failed and um you know it, it all came crashing down because i wasn't putting the lord first and if there's one lesson that i learned out of that is um seek first the kingdom of god and um and talking about suicide um i was in some really dark places through that and the enemy of our soul tempted me a lot of times and um you know i just i drew close to god and i prayed and and I want everyone listening to who's, who's been tempted by that to just know that that's not from the Lord. That's right. from the enemy. And, and so resist that and, and just draw close to God. And he got me through it, and I got a job. And, um, you know, I'm turning things around, and the Lord's been really faithful. And in, instead of um, the way that I used to live, I seek first the kingdom of Spencer and gave God the leftovers. And, mm -hmm. and that's I was doomed to fail. And um, once I got that straight and seek first the kingdom of God and draw close to God and, and let him protect me from the enemy, then everything started to turn around for me. So oh, what a I just wanted to praise the Lord for that and for this station and 
um, you know, everyone listening out there who's going through struggles, to, you know, seek, seek God first and, yes. and uh, put him at the predominant, you know, I, I was preoccupied with the world um, and everything in the world before, right. and, and uh, now I'm preoccupied with the Lord, and I, I'm, I'm really on fire for the Lord, and, um, you know, there's, there's still tough times that I have to get through, but I know that I, I can make it through anything because the Lord's got my back because I, I'm walking with Him, so I want to praise Him for that. Thanks, Spencer. That's a great testimony. Yeah, and can we pray really quick for um, my kids' uh, mom, uh, my ex? Um, she had a, a test for um, that came back with a concern, and they did another test, so that's the jury's, you know, or not the jury, but the lab results are... Um, you know, they're being analyzed right now for, for cancer. Yeah, let's do that. God, I, I pray for Spencer's uh, ex-wife and the mother of his children uh, with this very scary diagnosis or at least scary test results. Lord, not sure what the diagnosis is yet, but we pray that you would um, reveal to the doctors and those with uh, that do this for a living um, of what, what it is and how to take care of it. Uh, of course, we pray, and our, our desire is always no cancer. Um, that, that's our desire. We, we Just the ravaging effects of cancer and the chemotherapy and the treatments, Lord, of course, our hearts are, are desiring for your healing, your, your, the, the prevention of that. Um, but at the same time, Lord, we, we also trust you for um, your will to be done. And I know Spencer, Lord. Yep. I've had such a great privilege to serve with him. He has such a love for people and and a love to, to reach as he came out and helped with our, our outreaches here, Lord, with his horses. And um, bless him, Lord. Encourage him. Let him get back, if you will, on the saddle again and use the gifts and talents you've given to him as a messenger of the gospel and as yes. a, a man that is humbled, but a man that's now more usable than ever before in his humility, Lord. And uh, we just, we trust you, Lord. We submit ourselves to you and ask you to to, to fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, that we might stay and remain usable in our in your hands, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank okay. you, Pastor. Okay, bro, call us back. You can update us, okay? All right. Thank All right. you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. Where are we? We are on line number Three is Caesar from Greenwood Village, Colorado. Caesar, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Buster? I'm good, bro. What's up? Yes, uh, first thing I want to thank you. I've been listening for since uh, 2009, I believe. Oh wow! Here in Colorado, so I rarely call, but I can listen. I listen from the morning, you know, until I I get up. Oh, and I wonderful. Get up for job too, but. I want to thank you for, for all your job all these years. And, and the second thing is that question I have. Okay. Uh, is this uh, Adam and Eve? Were they flesh when they were created? Or they became flesh after they seen? And what about the animals? Yeah, uh, they... What a state they were uh, when Adam and Eve were created, you know? Every indication from the Bible text is that Adam and Eve were created as human beings, flesh and blood, body, soul, and spirit, all at the same time. Uh, and God breathed life into them. Uh, he's the one that animated them in life. 
so they were they were born in their physical bodies. They were created in their physical bodies, I should say. Okay. So that's, yeah, because I, I kind of confuse the spiritual uh, realm uh, and the spiritual realm, you know, and then the flesh. Yeah, th- I, I mean, you could say that um, we, we don't know all the dynamics exactly how, you know, what, if, Je- if, if God's breathing into them was a literal giving them of a spirit at that point, um, or he was, he made them um, all alive at the same time, and that breathing spirit into them was a reference to them um, being alive, and God is, is validating their life or giving them life as the author. But um, I believe they were, I believe they were created flesh and blood. And they were, uh, do you think uh, paradise was on earth or somewhere else? Say that again. Do you think paradise was on earth or somewhere else? I do. I believe paradise was on earth. Okay. And, Thank you. And the Thank way that you, the way that I answer those questions is that I take a literal interpretation of Genesis. That's how I look at it. And literally, Genesis says it was on earth. Yeah, I heard the the Bible story the other day. Yes. We were talking about. Yeah. Thank you very much. Those are great questions. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really have some other questions that later on I'll let you know. Okay, fantastic. Let's do it. Thank you. All right. Have Bye-bye. A good night and pray for me. Wh- what would you like me to pray for? Thank you. Yeah, for my be healthy, you know. Well, let's do that right now. Father, I pray for my friend Caesar as um, you've just blessed him and encouraged him and you are using the Word of God to breathe life into him. Very literally, Lord, you're transforming his mind by the teaching of God's word, of your word, Lord. And so I, I pray for his health. I pray you keep him strong, Lord, as he provides for the needs of his family. I pray you keep him not only physically strong, but also spiritually strong, that, that he would continue to grow in your grace and in your knowledge. And, and like my buddy Spencer, Lord, that you would use him in ways that are even beyond uh, his ability to understand, uh, even beyond his ability to grasp and and beyond his ability to um, more, what, what your word says, more than we could think or ask. And we just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. I want to grab this question off the text line real quick. I've been dealing with severe depression for years, and I have family that says depression is sinful and not trusting in God. I have to be on medication or I get dreadfully suicidal. I read my Bible, do my devos, pray, all that. I'm very tired of being essentially told that I need to be a better Christian and the depression will go away. What is your take? That's a great question. I hope you're listening in. Sometimes I answer these text questions and the people that text don't listen in. So if you are going to text, please do listen uh, for the time of the show of the answer because um, I do occasionally get to these text and I want you, you know, I'm going to answer it um, in a way that will bless you and encourage you, I hope. Um, depression comes from a couple of different sources. And it is, depression exists because of fallen humanity. We are all broken people. We are all people that are not living up to the ideal of God's creation. And God is redeeming us for the salvation that's still yet to come. He's going to replace these bodies with new bodies. He's going to replace that which is weak with that which is strong. 
and the very bottom line of depression is because we live in a sinful world. But after that, there are basically two streams, two types of depression. One is circumstantial, and the other is physiological. Circumstantial depression is that when things are going bad or very difficult, um, a person's tendency can be to be depressed and sad. And, you know, it surrounds loss and grief and maybe the loss of a loved one or a divorce. Or, I mean, if your tendency is towards sadness, then circumstances can push that over into what's known as a depression. And of course, another type of depression, I'm not an expert and I'm not able to speak on this because I'm not a medical expert, um, but uh, I do know for a fact that some depressions are because physiologically our bodies are all jacked up. And, and it's good that uh, you have had someone diagnose it to some degree and medication helps you. Uh, and and it's, it's a good thing that you're following um, that direction. Um, a friend of mine, a brand new friend of mine, um, I'm so glad that God brought her into my life, her name is Margaret Ashmore, right? and she wrote a very good pamphlet on this topic. And uh, the topic is, um, the, the name of the pamphlet is just Depression. And her subtitle is, The Sun Always Rises. Please, please, please get this pamphlet. Margaret Ashmore, A-S-H-M-O-R-E. It's a very good, simple, um, very simple in biblical approach to helping these sad thoughts you're having. And she says something about medical advice that's powerful. I, uh, one of the best, or two of the best sentences on the topic that I've ever read, because there is this stream of thought. So let me answer your question. Your friends are wrong. Depression is not always a source of your personal sin. Now, I am going to say something difficult in a moment, but just because you're depressed doesn't mean you're your rank rebellion sin, and if you would just be a better Christian, you'd be better. That's not true. And here's what she says about medication. She says, quote, There's nothing spiritual about denying the wisdom God has dispensed to the medical community to save undue misery. That is not faith. It's foolishness. She says this, As a cancer survivor, I am particularly grateful to God for revealing to researchers target chemotherapies to arrest the rogue cells threatening my life, as well as those whose application limited nausea during my treatment. And there's nothing wrong with taking medication. God has given us doctors. But she adds this, and let me balance it. The soul, however, especially in regard to the kind of depression that immobilizes, debilitates, and renders an individual non-functioning, is God's exclusive territory. It's been said that psychology may describe but only the Bible prescribes. Medications can assuage and heal physical pain or stabilize a mind from reeling from shock, but they cannot heal the soul from wrong that seems so oft strong. Get this pamphlet, would you please? Margaret Ashmore, the title is Depression. You can get it on Amazon. We have them in stock uh, at the bookstore, and I'm going to be a little bit more careful that when I mention a book to make sure we have it in our bookstore. Uh, but this is a little pamphlet. It, it, when I read it recently, it took me about 20 minutes. I'm a, I'm a pretty fast reader, but it, you know, it, it wasn't that long. It was, it was, and it's so jam-packed with great information. So your friends are wrong in this. They sound a little bit like Job's counselors. Uh, if you were just a better Christian, um, 
the depression will go away. Here, here's the facts. The depression may never go away. I know that's hard to hear, but it may never go away. Um, but we do pray that it does. We do pray that you'd be encouraged. We do pray that depression would just no longer be depression, but sadness or just a, a low-grade, you know, I, I know with grief, there's just this low-grade, um, every, everyone seems to have moved on with their life, but you're there, you're there with the one that has lost someone that's irreplaceable. And, um, you know, so you got a low-grade sadness, which is unfortunate, but it's a part of human condition. Uh, so no, depression is not because you're a bad Christian. Now here's the hard, here's a harder thing I have to say. Uh, I have to say it not only as a pastor, um, and as a friend, a friend by distance. I don't know where you're texting from, but a friend, and also as a from experience. Sometimes, we can make our depression worse by being self-centered and self-focused. And in some respects, we can we could say that if we would take our cares and concerns to the Lord and trust him, that things wouldn't be that bad or as bad as they are. And, and I know there have been episodes like that in my life where releasing things to the Lord and trusting in the Lord has lifted the fog and has not been as bad uh, as other times. So hang in there, would you? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. And I would say if this depression is any, in any way related to grief, find a grief share class in your area. Go to griefshare.org, put in your city, and it'll show you classes in your area. We have two brand new classes starting here at Calvary Aurora, Tuesday nights and Saturday afternoons, uh, if you're in town here. 303-690-3000. Call me from the East Coast, would you? Give me a call from the East Coast. I'd love to hear from you. We're so glad to be joining the Hope FM network. So encouraged by Pastor Bill and the ministry on the East Coast, uh, what the Lord's doing up and down uh, New Jersey, over also on uh, Bridge FM. Another friend of mine uh, has that station up in Old Bridge uh, and here on through Hope FM. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We're going to go right on to line number one is Clinton. Clinton from Fort Collins. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the time. And, and uh, thank God for your program and, and uh, what it means for me and a whole lot of people out there. Um, I have a question that's uh, on my heart pretty hard. Okay. Um. You know, uh, your program at Grace FM and Calvary has <laughs> done a lot for bringing me back to the Lord. And um, <laughs> I've really, you know, lately been spending a lot of time in God's Word and speaking to, you know, studying God's Word. And there's something here that's caught me, and it's on my heart, and I was kind of hoping that you could help me understand it. Um, it's Hebrews Chapter 6. Yes. Verse 4 through 6. Um, can you help me understand uh, what God's trying to say there? I can, but we're almost out of time. Can you hold on to the second segment? Sure. Okay, sure. so I got about 60 seconds before the music starts, and uh, 
first of all, you've picked one of the probably top 10 most difficult passages in all the Bible, or controversial passages, um, because of what it implies. But I'm going to give you something to chew on while, um, while you wait for the quick break, and that is uh, salvation is eternal. So we, ha- we need to interpret difficult passages of Scripture by the entirety of the Bible. And the entirety of the Bible indicates that you and I can trust a God who's the author and the finisher of our salvation, the one that keeps us by his power. So let's keep that in mind, and we'll be back in a couple minutes, okay? Hold on. Okay. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. So glad you joined us. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, welcome back to Calvary Live. Had a little bit of technical difficulties, but that's what happens with computers. That's just the way it is. We'll take 23 hours, 59 minutes, and 30 seconds uh, of things working right, even if there is 30 seconds. Now, of course, you guys tuned in on on the East Coast. You didn't hear the little hiccup, but fortunately, uh, it's all fixed and taken care of. Welcome back. If you're listening on Grace FM, we're glad that you're with us. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. All information that relates to uh, Calvary Aurora, uh, the church, uh, there are varying ministries here, outreach ministries, Abounding Grace radio broadcast can be found at calvaryaurora.org. If you want information and more personal writings and things that I write, I have a personal website, edtaylor.org. I, I write on primarily three topics, uh, things that are pretty much my life. And the subtitle for, our, for my, um, for my uh, website is Raw Thoughts on Life ministry, and grief. And those are the things I write on. I just had a new entry yesterday that I posted that may be relevant to what you're going through right now personally. I inter- uh, encourage you to go to uh, edtaylor.org, and I wrote an article called Hurt by People in the Church. Hurt by People in the Church. And I think it will be a relevant uh article for you and if if you've been hurt by people in the church or you might have hurt someone in the church or you know someone it would be a very encouraging note uh, it actually started with a couple text exchanges i had and i just felt like the lord wanted me to expand on that topic and you'll find all kinds of articles there uh, on those topics pastoral ministry uh, serving uh, you name it I probably have written on it or will write on it. And if you can find all that at edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. Don't go to edtaylor.com because it's some guy that plays Santa Claus. And I just can't get that web address from him. Uh, he's got like, uh, I wish he'd give it to me, uh, but he won't give it to me. So I think it, the last time I checked, it was a guy sitting in a lawn chair in a Santa Claus outfit on the beach or something. I don't know if he's changed the picture, but edtaylor.org. If you go to edtaylor.com, you got the wrong dude. 
Is he still, is it still there? Yeah, it's a guy sitting on a beach chair in a, in a Hawaiian shirt. Not Santa Claus. He must have changed. 303-690-3000. Let's get back to the phone lines. Uh, we are at Clinton because Clinton was asking about Hebrews 6. Uh, Clinton, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you for your time, Pastor. And I, I apologize. I, I didn't uh, pick a, a real controversial uh, uh, verse on purpose. It's just it just hit me. It oh, not at all. No, I just yeah. wanted to. No, I don't feel that way at all. It's just one of those. Um, you. It's one of those verses that I like to let people know. It's. Um, it is. It's. It's a difficult verse. Um, that's not your fault. That's. That's God keeping things. Uh, in a place where we know we have to depend upon Him for the understanding. Uh, Absolutely, and I, I have, and I've been praying, and you know, I I've never never felt so close to the Lord as I have lately in my life, and and you know, when I when I read this, it just hit me, and and I I just need help with it. That's all. Yeah. So here's verse four. It says, uh, "For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift." and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they re- crucify again for themselves the Son uh, of God and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinks it in the rain that often comes upon it bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives the blessings from God, but if it bears thorns and briars, it's rejected and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. And the question is, the main question to address here is, the author of the Hebrews, which many believe was Paul, is he addressing believers or unbelievers here? Because if he's addressing believers, then the conclusion would be if a believer falls away, he can never come back. If he's addressing unbelievers... We still have a problem because if an unbeliever is so close in all these areas and they fall away, it's impossible to, re- to again, bring them back to repentance. So it's a difficult passage in and of itself. There, those are the two views. The two views is speaking to believers uh, and that once they fall away, they can never get back, which is troubling. Uh, and the other view is to unbelievers, which... You know, this could be even a reference to the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But let's talk about, let's, let's see, I, I fall toward the, I tend to lean toward this passage as speaking, describing unbelievers because of the contrast in verse 9. In verse 9 it says, he says all of these things, but then he says, but beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you almost as if he's making a contrast to his audience, like he's talking about a third, a group of people um, that are not his audience. And he says, but for you guys, I'm going to teach you how to stay strong. I'm going to teach you what it means where he says this phrase, things that accompany salvation. Absolutely. And the, sounds like these things don't, uh, the falling away doesn't accompany salvation. This type of falling away. Uh, it's a specific word uh, in the Greek language, falling away. Uh, it is uh, parapasanotas, which is not, I'm not very good at that. Uh, and it, that indicates not a, a, not a one-way action, but a word for drifting, um, a word that describes... Well, uh, 
like, see, and I kind of took that as I was looking at backsliding, you know, because yes. like, I, I've done that. You know? And I, I was like, oh, no. Well, oh, and this no. is this is where yeah. when we get to the place, we, we kind of come in. And, and the question many people ask, wait a minute, some of these things are interesting. Can an unbeliever uh, taste a heavenly gift? Yes. Can they become partakers of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Now, there might be some debate on that where someone might interpret partaking of the Holy Spirit as being a salvation experience, but I would suggest that if somebody is in a Bible study or is in an afterglow or has received the love from a believer, they can partake of the Spirit by partaking of the fruit of the Spirit from another believer. Um, can, pe- can an unbeliever taste the good Word of God? Yes. Can they even taste of the powers of the age to come? Yes. They can taste, taste the power. God can miraculously touch anyone. Uh, God can, God can um, like, for example, when Jesus was transfigured, when he was changed, those that were witnessing that partook of the powers of the age to come. They got to see glory right in front of their face, but it didn't affect their salvation experience or the work of God in their lives. Um, and, and so I, this is where you take a difficult passage and you interpret it with more clear passages. And the Bible couldn't be clearer that eternal life is eternal life. It's not temporary life. Uh, it is given to you by God. God alone saves you. God alone keeps you. And even as a son of God, we ha- Jesus gave us a parable about the heart of, of the father when we read about the par- parable of the prodigal son, that the son left and did all kinds of crazy sinful things. But when he left and did all kinds of crazy sinful things, he never stopped being a son. That's right. He lost the benefits of the Father. He didn't enjoy the benefits of the Father. He made a really bad decision, suffered the consequences of bad decisions, but once a son, always a son. And yeah. that's my general answer. Of course, theologians, they, they write books on these answers, but for the radio, I think it's a summary of what I think the Bible's teaching. Absolutely, yeah. So um, I guess I'm okay then. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm, I'm going to say this. If you were still backsliding and calling me, I would beg you to repent and come home. But it sounds like you've already repented and come home, and the thing to do with you now is to welcome you back and pray that you never wander again. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Okay. God okay. bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, let's... Move on to line number three is Desiree. Desiree, welcome to the program. You're calling in from, where are you calling in from? Desiree? Oh, I'm sorry we didn't get to you, Desiree. I know sometimes some calls are longer than others. Call me back. We're going to go to the East Coast now. I love this. Naomi's calling from Hartford County, Maryland. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. How can I help you? Well, um, my question is this. Always, whenever I hear about somebody who prays for a miracle, it's always about somebody who is suffering from cancer or from a heart disease or something physical. Why do we never hear about somebody who has been prayed over who suffered from a serious mental illness and has been miraculously cured? We should hear more about those because they happen. I I would say if I can't answer exactly why we don't hear more about that, but I can 
give some suggestions and some thoughts. One is, unfortunately, among the Christian community at large, emotional and mental issues are frowned upon. Uh, we, we feel more, and I'm not speaking for myself, I'm speaking for the body of Christ. Believers feel more comfortable praying for a broken arm than they do for a broken mind. And minds are broken just as much as arms are broken, and men and women are just as much loved and cared for if they have a broken arm or they have a mental defect. And I wish people that have experienced a victory and a healing in their mind or a healing in their emotions. I would, it's funny that you ask this because uh, I was watching a, a conference uh, yesterday. I was watching a snippet of a conference, and a brother was, was talking about this part of his life where he was sarcastic, and he was looking down on people, and, and, and the whole manner of his life was to be hyper-judgmental. And, and you could say that it was a very real defect in his mind, um, a very real defect in how he saw the world, and, and, and God intervened in his life, and he was actually sharing testimony that he didn't think that way anymore. And he, he, then he answered the question. He said, well, I know you guys are probably going to ask me how and how do I overcome that because I'm kind of like that as well. And he said, he said I, can't, I can't help you in that area because I was healed and I was delivered in an instant. And he compared it to the, he compared his testimony of being, of being delivered from this attitude to when Jesus healed the para, para, paraplegic or the uh, paralytic and how in an instant he was healed. There wasn't a process there wasn't like 10 steps to take when Jesus healed him he was healed and and I think your question opens up the door for everyone listening in to share that testimony that if God has touched you mentally and 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 at one time you were literally out of your mind and God brought your mind back to you share that testimony or depression as we were talking earlier about depression an emotional issue um that that the Lord would would share how God how how he's given victory and healed from an emotional issue too. And I, I just think that, you know, it's, it's kind of an embarrassing thing for people. They don't want to admit that they are, they had, they've had or struggling with mentally or emotionally. And so we probably don't hear about it because people are embarrassed about it. So that, that leads to two questions. So number one, you're saying, it sounds like you're saying that people have been healed, but they just don't want to talk about it. And number two, is it possible that even the person that I'm praying for who has the mental illness, even if she doesn't have the faith. I remember there's a story in the Bible where, where Jesus says, because of your friend's faith, yes, I will heal you of your you sins. bet. I will forgive your sins. So both yes to both questions. So the, the first question was, um, people are, and I'm just suggesting this, I, I'm kind of thinking it out loud with you, um, but yes, I think, number one, people are embarrassed about it. Or they don't want to talk. They don't, even though they're not mentally challenged anymore, or are dealing with that stuff in their head. Uh, they don't right. want to talk about it, or they don't want to go backwards. Um, right. That's a possibility. I think we could fit in a, quite a few things there, um, but primarily, I think because the church puts such a stigma on that, people want to avoid it, uh, which is wrong. We should give God glory for anything He does in our lives. Absolutely. And let people point their fingers of judgment if they want. But I'm going to follow my Lord. Um, right. And then the second part, you're absolutely right. And there'll be times where I'll even share on stronger moments in my life. I even, sh- I even feel like sharing, you know, if you're lacking faith right now, you can borrow some of mine and I'll stand with you and I'll believe God for you. And I'll believe God with you until you get through this valley, until you get through this difficulty. And it was, 
It was the friend's faith that brought, remember they tore up the, the roof and dropped right. their friend down in front of Jesus. It wasn't his, right. it was theirs. Exactly. And, but, but ultimately, the, the mechanism or the activation of miraculous healing is not our faith and not our belief. It's the sovereign love and care and will and purpose of our God. And so on that note, can you pray for my daughter, please? I can. Would you like to share her name? Jennifer. God, we pray for Jennifer right now for the things that you know intimately and closely that she's wrestling with. And and along with her mom. I, I mean, every time, God, I read in the Bible of a parent bringing their daughter or their child to you, you acted. And I pray for my sister that's desperate for her daughter, Lord desperate for a touch of your healing hand, desperate for relief and help. And even as I was talking to another mom on these, the, this last weekend, talking about her precious daughter and talking about the progress that her daughter's been making, uh, talking about um, she's not out of the woods yet, Lord, but she's not stuck at that tree anymore. And she's made progress. And, and she has risen above some of the difficulties that she's faced. There's a long road of difficulty still yet ahead, but Lord, you're a faithful God, and I pray that into Jennifer's life, Lord, that that you can instantly heal those things that are going on in the brain. You can instantly heal those feelings that seem to be so debilitating. Uh, we know you can, and we trust that you can, and ultimately, we also yield ourselves to your plan and purpose, and keep us strong, and keep mom strong, God, that she might be a strength and an encouragement in the weak times of her daughter, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I, and that just came to me in prayer. Um, I was talking to a mom here in our church recently. I don't get to see her very often. I interact with her husband a lot, but I got to talk to her, and we've been praying for her daughter for many years, and, and I always like to check in. And while you know it wasn't complete and she's not completely out of the woods, I was so encouraged. Mom was smiling, sharing a few little victories, and we just rejoiced together. And we'll take the few little victories as long as we're heading toward victory, man, that's what we want. Right. Okay, thank you. Stay in touch, Naomi. You know, call back in a few weeks and give us an update, and we'll keep praying. I, I, will, I will do that. Thank you so much. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Always good to get calls from the East Coast. Love it. Always good to get calls here in town. We have, uh, let's see, we're going to go to Joe on line three from Aurora. Joe, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How you doing? Good, and yourself? I'm okay, bro. Good. I just had a quick question. When a man gets close to the opposite sex um, while pursuing God, and then that relationship comes back to friendship, yeah. is that possible um, to do that? When a when you have a you have friendship. And friendship um, turns into something more than friendship? Correct. Is Are you talking about sinful intimacy? Uh, not sinful intimacy, okay. but, but um, deeper friendship. to a point where it's emotional okay. and then try to become friends again. Okay, I, it's, it's definitely possible, uh, mm -hmm. I think. I think it's going to be a little hard, depending on how deep the emotional connection was. Um, but friendship is the best place to foster uh, deep abiding relationships. And if you guys can both decide to reset 
and start over from that place of friendship, God can definitely help you guys in that area, and it's definitely possible. Okay, great. Yeah, well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Great question. Okay, have a good one. Thanks. 303 Great question. Um, you know, there'll be some complications in the relationship, but not if God's in the midst of it. God can do a great, great work. Um, here's Dave praying for a, a job search. Uh, he has a job, but he's still looking for one that's closer to home, so he asked for prayer. God, we pray for Dave as he's knocking on doors for a new position. Thank God. I'm thanking you, God, I was uh, that he is employed, and things could be a lot worse. But he also has a desire, God, to be closer to home and to have a position where he can provide for the needs of his family. So we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. I think our friend Bianca from Aurora, Colorado is on the air or on the line. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm good, Bianca. How are you? I'm doing really good. I just feel really burdened to pray for the missionaries at this time, not just the ones that are probably on furlough now, but the ones that have recently left for their countries, as well as maybe those that are planning to come soon. Okay. So can I just start and you finish? I would love to. Father, I just lift up all the missionaries, Lord, wherever they happen to be at, whether they're on furlough or just left, or if there's any planning to come here in the next weeks or months, I just pray that you just protect them wherever they happen to be at, and I ask you to continue using them in the areas that you're using them in and don't allow them to get discouraged by anything, Lord. And I just pray that that they experience great fruitfulness in their ministry, Lord, in whatever it is you entrusted them in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, knowing that uh, the warfare is intense for missionaries, um, you know, it's it, it can be hard for a lot of people, but missionaries out in an isolated area, uh, serving, um, wanting to fulfill your call, having a heart for the people, but there's a battle going on in their hearts and minds. There's a battle uh, going on uh, to f- confirm their calling, uh, a battle going on, Lord, to um, be in a be in a place of rest and peace while they're serving you. And on on top of all that, um, it's difficult. And and so I just pray, God, that you would bless um, those missionaries, especially the ones we're close to. I mean, we, we support a lot, uh, and a lot of warfare goes on in their lives, and we just want to be an encouragement to them. So thank you for laying this on Bianca's heart to join us all together to pray for the various missionaries connected to the churches of people that are listening in right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. See you tonight. Okay. Byron, actually, P- Pastor Byron's going to be teaching from Calvary Chapel in Zaporizhia or some, some Ukraine. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but he, he says it so smoothly. And I, But he's going to be sharing for the first time in our church, so I'm so excited to have him. Yeah, I'm so excited.
excited too. I hope I get to meet him. I I, I will make sure he goes to meet you. I'll tell him about you because you're sitting up front, and I'll I'll make sure he goes to greet you. Okay. Okay. See you then. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I got a, a text question real quick here. It's very simple. Uh, is is um what does it say? What do you think about taking medicine for depression? I think if um if that's what's needed and that's what helps and it doesn't make you worse off, you should take it in a doctor's advice. And if you weren't listening earlier, I read a book. I want you to get. I want you to get a um a, a pamphlet in the bookstore. Uh, it's called Depression by by Margaret Ashmore. Uh, she recently came out to do a women's event here, and we, we befriended her. She was discipled by Elizabeth Elliot, amazing woman of God. She wrote this pamphlet, and this is what she said on that topic. Uh, As a cancer survivor, I'm particularly grateful to God for revealing to researchers target chemotherapies to arrest the rogue cells threatening my life, as well as those whose application limited nausea during treatment. There is nothing spiritual about denying the wisdom God has dispensed to the medical community to save undue misery. That is not faith. It's foolishness. The soul, however, especially in regard to the kind of depression it immobilizes, debilitates and renders an individual non-functioning, is God's exclusive territory. It has been said that psychology may describe, but only the Bible prescribes. Medications can assuage and heal physical pain, or stabilize a mind reeling from shock, but they cannot heal the soul from wrong that seems oh soft, oft so strong. God's word stakes a claim that it can. The promise of Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from after their destruction. But like all bombs, the choice must be made to apply it. We got a call that came in that reminded me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rhonda, for calling to remind me to tell Naomi that Mike McIntosh's life story, Pastor Mike from Horizon Christian Fellowship in San Diego, California, he's now um, no longer pastoring that church, but now traveling around the the country and the world uh, doing ministry. Uh, He was healed from some major, crazy mental issues. He he thought that he was walking around and and that, that he didn't have a head, like he had a hole in his head, that because somebody... Uh, shot a gun next to his head while he was tripping on some drug, and he thought that his head was blown up, and he lived that way for a while. And he walked into a Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California, and the Holy Spirit met him there and healed him, he says, instantly. And he has since uh, been a blessing to the kingdom of God, to the world, uh, for many, many years. Uh, Given to us, of course, solid Bible studies, giving to us his children, uh, like Mindy and his son Philip, and and he has left a godly heritage. And I'm grateful uh, for the ministry of Pastor Mike and God healing him of his mental uh, illness, which was uh, absolutely over the top, out of control. Well, we are coming up to the end of our show today. I'm so grateful that you chose to join us. I'd encourage you to call the same time tomorrow. Put the number in your phone, would you? 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Save it in your phone. To text me, text me at 720-336-0897. Um, whether I'm hosting the show, Pastor Jeff Figs from Calvary Chapel Greeley, Colorado, is hosting. 
Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary in Belmar, Lakewood, Colorado. He's going to be joining us on Mondays. And also Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. And you guys on the East Coast are wondering why all the Colorado hosts? Well, the show originates from Grace FM Radio Network. That is an outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. And we are hosting it from here in Colorado. And we're grateful to be a part of it. And we're working on technology uh, that uh, would be able enable uh, other pastors to host from different places in the country. So you can just be in prayer for that. Um, but we are uh, grateful that you chose to join us today. Uh, we're grateful that you have uh, entrusted us with your time to point you into the way of Jesus Christ, to open the Word together. Uh, remember, if you're here in the metro area, we're going to have Pastor Byron Johnson sharing in the Word with us today. Uh, he is a missionary, uh, along with his wife Emily, in Ukraine. He's back on furlough. Uh, he, he is uh, a young man that spent many years in the congregation here, and we had the privilege of sending him out. So we're going to be having the privilege for the very first time of hearing him share in the Word with us and looking forward to all that God has put upon his heart and his mind in expounding the text for us. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, same time. Give me a call. Have a great evening in the Lord. If your church has a midweek service, go to it. Be encouraged in the Lord. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.